0: Welcome to today's podcast, where I'm joined by an international guy, um, Mr. Ravi Trivedi. So welcome to the show, Ravi. Um, It's a pleasure having you. Ravi is the founder of PushEngage, um, pushengage pushengage.com for anyone who doesn't know what that is. And we'll talk about PushEngage in just a moment. Um, But Ravi, welcome to the show. We met at the... Same rush conference in India back in December in Bangalore. Um, it was a great, great event, and, and what I will say is um, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly at all. But India is such a lovely place; um, very welcoming people. Um, had an amazing time out there. It was definitely somewhere I would highly reckon, recommend to anyone um, going out there. The hospitality and the people are are awesome. Amazing time, so and obviously it was a super event, and obviously meeting smart guys like yourself out there um, was also great. There's a whole bunch of amazing people out in India doing some amazing stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was mind blowing um, just hearing you know that. I, I you know I, I I wasn't totally not aware that you know India had all these smart guys and and you know software and tools and everything else. But when you meet them all in person, everyone is just so smart and doing, you know, different things. It was just mind-blowing.
1: Awesome. I'm glad you had a great experience.
0: <laughs> it was it was very busy, though. It was a very crazy, crazy... On the roads, when people were driving, that was crazy. But, yeah, amazing event, amazing people. So, um, yeah, <coughs> some great stuff out there. But, for anyone who doesn't know much about you Ravi, can you just give us a bit of a background on your uh, experience and, and, and you know how you've got to where you are at Push engage?
1: Sure, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me and uh, welcome everyone. Uh, so I started my career at Hewlett Packard as a software engineer, went on to do sales and marketing for them and then uh, did an MBA and switched to a finance career, uh, was on Wall Street, uh, then became a venture capitalist. Uh, invested and through that I actually experienced you know working at a startup uh, had a special scenario uh, working on a lead gen startup which is our portfolio that got me really into marketing I love the marketing aspect of that and when I decided to do my own uh, startup a few years back I moved back to India and uh, and I've been building startups this my second one the interesting part about this startup is this came out of our first one which was actually a couponing site and uh, what we were Always looking for new tools for marketers that would give the ROI. And in around 2015, when Chrome announced support for Web Push, we were internally already developing something for that. And we saw a huge ROI. We thought this is going to be a huge channel given web is so big as compared to, say, mobile app. And, and we just turned around and made it a product. And today, Push Engage, I mean, we serve customers in over 150 countries, uh, doing around five billion push notification, uh, several thousand sites with us, and several uh, large uh, customers with us. So we're very proud that uh, we've been able to, you know, grow fast along with the industry here. So,
0: so the, uh, amazing history and quite a, a, you mentioned prior to coming on here, quite a unique journey. Um, so, sure. um, yeah, normally you hear people saying, "Yeah, well, I really like marketing," and, you know, started from scratch and built up, but you've obviously done some um, other amazing stuff as well, ben- venture capitalist and everything. It's uh, great to hear how other people find themselves in this industry. So, um, yeah, but on to Pushing Gauge, which is what um, I really want to talk to you about. Um, so being out in India, I've seen, you know, your... your um, some of your colleagues from push engage and i was like Bruh. you know i i was always sitting in the fence when it came to push messages because i know people have had them for a number of years um, and I, I always felt they were kind of irritating and i'm like never ever have that in your website do not do it and um, don't ask me why i just had this thing that it would annoy people um but I have um, been playing about with it for the past couple of months and obviously the click-through rate and everything is is really good. Um, you know, I don't use it too heavily, you know, from an e-commerce point of view or anything like that. More just when I'm, you know, releasing a podcast or whatever, I'll push that out to to the active subscribers and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's slowly growing, um, you know, well. But obviously push engage. Is not just about pushing your podcasts out there. Um, There's a hell of a lot more to it than that, and uh, obviously abandoned carts and stuff like that for people with e-commerce. But be curious to know, Ravi, what you know. Obviously, you're seeing you know the the thousands of people per day using Pushengage, and you know what are the main uses or the main benefits. You know, for me, I'm a blogger, um, and I know. (laughs) <laughs> There's guys out there who have got e commerce who will be using it for a slightly different purpose. But can you talk to me about the, the kind of main benefits you're seeing across the board for bloggers? What's the main um, things to be doing?
1: Sure, so the great question. So I was gonna begin by saying, uh, if you think about web push notifications, you should be thinking about what is the problem they're solving. The key problem websites have is they get visitors only once and they don't come back to their site. So what you're trying to do is increase your repeat visitors. Now, when you look into things that can help you increase your repeat visitors or engagement, you have email marketing, you could be doing retargeting uh, using Google or Facebook Pixel, or you could be doing text messaging, or you could be you know uh, you know uh, doing mobile app messaging so among those channels we have done a couple of studies and we've seen that today web push ranks very high in terms of roi as compared to all of them so that's the first point i was going to say if you're doing any kind of engagement look at web push and this is one of those newer channels so people are not aware of that so and why is that i mean what we have found is email historically had some of the challenges around open rates and you know click rates and and this channel, the first difference is you are guaranteed a view for your message as long as the user is online. So all of a sudden your open rates, uh, if you just do a funnel comparison of you know email versus web push, all of a sudden they become very high. And so that actually in itself lends to much higher engagement and click so very quickly any user we have seen who's using this product is able to almost always uh, you know exceed their email clicks in in some sense because this is even at smaller base driving more engagement to them so that's been the first thing high level now coming to i guess uh, the way to think about web pushes again i know lot of us have this belief that okay maybe when I see the web push I may not click allow and I think part of it is a little bit of a generation thing this is where we see younger people more open to push notifications than slightly older but my so that's one slice of looking at it the other way of looking I believe is what is it that you're offering to the customer now if I am a customer let's say and I want to know about the latest Google algorithms and I believe on SEO and I believe Craig is an authority and I want to know every time when he writes an article on seo now i can say hey can you please send me an alert when you publish a new article on seo now that will be something that's useful to me and for that, I would love to subscribe. So I think for each site, you got to create those unique cases where the customers are deriving a lot of value, where they don't have to go and check your site every time and you reach them. So that's the first thing. Another example on this uh, is around price alert, right? I may be looking for, let's say a ticket from London to New York and I'll say, hey, if it falls below $500, send me an alert. So those are the classic where you love to get those. It saves money, it saves you time. And that's kind of the underpinning. Now, the next layer of good push notifications is personalization and context, which means, hey, I'm looking for this ticket from uh, London to New York, then please send me around that messages. Or if I'm interested in SEO, don't send any data on PPC, maybe I'm not a PPC marketer, so stuff like that. So those are the high level, you know, if you do personalization, well, if you know the context of the user and send relevant notifications, they really love it. So that's the thing. Now coming to your question on bloggers. So what we have seen for bloggers what does very well is like the campaign i said you may have five or six topics you write on the blog and not everybody may want to receive all of them some may want to receive all in which case every time you publish a blog you send them a notification but some others may want to say hey if you write on seo please send me a alert when you publish so that's the first use case the second I have seen with bloggers is a lot of the bloggers are maybe monetizing using doing some kind of a courses or some kind of other content, which lends itself very well to what we call as a drip or an autoresponder. The way it works is you are sending like a time series of nurturing messages to a person. Let's say I'm interested in WordPress hosting or how to host a blog on WordPress. And I went to a blogger who's an authority in that. And he three steps he's going to send you a notification around that in day one, day five or day seven. So those are like two of those high level campaign idea for bloggers uh, that are doing exceedingly well. I mean, outside that there are many, I mean, like you also said on e-commerce, the use cases are much broader because you're engaging in many ver- variety of capacities and I'm happy to chat more if you want.
0: Yeah, no, listen, I, I was just curious on the blogger side, but yeah, also for people listening, people who have e-commerce websites. So I'd love to hear Um, you know, the the kind of key things to do for, uh, you know, with push engaging, obviously, e-commerce stores to try and get people back.
1: Yeah, so I think on e-commerce, again, this data and whatever we are sharing is based on so many sites that we have. See, the top campaigns for e-commerce which we see work is number one, like you said, the abandoned cart. That's the bottom of the funnel campaign. The user has added to the cart. Maybe they got distracted because they maybe got a phone call or something and they just abandoned the cart. So, those are the cases where we have seen several case studies, you know, where when you do abandoned cart, you're seeing 10 to 20% conversion rates on those push notifications. So, that's the number one. Another data point I was going to say was we also did a comparison because a lot of people do abandoned cart through emails. So one of the common questions they say is, hey, should I do abandoned cart through email versus uh, web push? And what our analysis says is that if you did web push based abandoned cart, you probably get 5x more reach. And the reason for it is email may get get hidden down. You want to do an abandoned cart maybe an hour or hour and a half after somebody has abandoned like fairly quickly. And and because it reaches real time, we have seen, you know, 5x bigger reach. So Abandoned Cart is the number one. Number two campaign is what we call as Browse abandon which is like, hey, I, I like this T-shirt. I saw it three times in the last seven days, but I didn't do anything. Now, can I send something around that? So that's the Browse Abandoned. Then we have seen great reception on the price alerts. And inventory alerts, right? Price alert is, hey, if it's 20% down, some people provide that. And we have for all of these campaigns I'm talking about is all there in our platform. Again, we think we are among the leading platform globally. Uh, Again, I must just quickly put in a line that G2 Crowd and several other directories which rank web push vendors based on the reviews have us as a high performer for now seven quarters in a row. So all these campaigns are all there in our platform. Uh, So so price alert, for example, like I was saying, is another one very popular or inventory alert. Hey, this thing is out of stock. Just send me a notification. So again, it's not like all the email campaigns will move over here, but some of them are better done through push, which are more real time in nature more alert type in nature, you know, or any flash sales. So those are the classic e-commerce campaigns, I would say. Uh,
0: Amazing, Uh, you know, I think it's a very simple um, implementation that people are not using as much, um, which I find flabbergasting. You know, when when I was having a look through your website, one, the cost of it is very very cheap. Um, yeah. In my opinion, it's very cheap anyway. Um, and two, you know, the what you can do, as you say, get people back to the website. You people are using Facebook retargeting um, and and you know various other you know, things that all cost money, but they, they don't always think about post messages. And, you know, what I would always say to people is embrace new technology. If you're gonna be like me um, and ignorant towards it, you know, where I was just like, nah, it's not gonna work. It can't work. You know, my, for the for the small amount I do use, push engage in terms of getting people back onto uh, reading the blogs and stuff, they, they click through rate and stuff's very high. Um, so very simple and easy to implement. But obviously, you're you're doing you know billions and you know you said th- I can't remember I think you said five billion push notifications yeah per month. Great. Um, you know out of out of you know all of those push notifications, what are the who is the main person? Is it e-commerce? Is it bloggers? Or is it 50 Who you know who are really implementing this stuff? As e-com, I would imagine it must be e-com websites.
1: Yeah, so for our, the customer base is kind of 50-50 between publishers and bloggers. So we categorize bloggers as another news site. So we have several news sites globally, newspaper sites, right? I mean, uh, for example, in Netherlands, we are live with Peers Group, which is the largest news group. We are live in India with Times now. So, uh, so what ends up happening is a lot of these breaking news alerts. Uh, so that's one set. And the second set is obviously, uh, you know, the e-commerce customers, right? And of course, in the news, I'm also including bloggers as well. So those are the two big ones. And again, for e-commerce, it's like, okay, you have a flash sale for three hours. You know, guess if you send out an email, probably the person is probably not reading before and the sale is over, right? So this is like perfect for some of those use cases. And it just drives conversion like anything. I mean, these alerts have this sense of urgency. And if you personalize it, right? I mean, you can have personalization to the degree of the name, whatever else, like, and the product you browse and and, and then it's just... uh, uh, so those are the, the, that's why we see, you know, um, uh, and again, part of it is we, we have a lot of customers as well, large customers who use us. And again, I know, Craig, you started using, I mean, I think uh, you can also use for a variety of use cases, like I was sharing. I mean, you can do a lot more, I feel, uh, from where you are. Um, yeah, it's,
0: to be honest, Ravi, uh, since sense of signed up for it, although I do have on there, um you're right i'm not utilizing it anywhere near as much as i should um but that you know what i wanted to do is install it get some organic people you know know, signing up and then have a play about with it um, properly um but (coughs) yeah i have just not had that much time to um you know mess about with it too much but having a look at your case studies what what i find Flabbergasted as well is the range of different businesses. I've just seen there the Charlton yeah. Athletic Football Club, where using it for the you know match tickets and, and various right. other things as well, which is awesome. And obviously, I've got a good friend um, Harsh, who is from Shout Me Loud. Um, uh-huh he's he yeah well. he uses our
1: product as well yeah i mean so i would say it's like a this is like a horizontal thing like just like text messaging or sms or you know just like email and so you know tons of use cases right and i can tell you like some of the things from in my mind for you which could be useful for other of your customers like if you're a blogger this is this is the automation i would do number one i would segment users based on what kind of content are they reading let's say you're a blogger and in case of say harsh okay, are you looking for WordPress blogging? Are you looking for SEO? Are you looking for affiliate? And you can make those categories based on what customers are looking for. This is again, a very powerful feature. We have this thing called auto segmentation. In my system, in our system rather, you can say uh, this is a rule like, okay, this URL, if you visited, there are some patterns we can give to the system. The pattern the system recognizes automatically all your list is now segmented into those buckets. Now, the other thing you can then do is we call the autoresponder or the drip, which means the moment somebody is added to, let's say a bucket called SEO, which means he just came to your site and read an SEO article. Now from that, you can send, let's say an article on SEO, maybe one day later, which is called the drip or autoresponder. So the powerful combination of segment plus autoresponder actually is the most, Uh, what should you say used feature for bloggers and one of the most easiest because you don't have to ask your developer to do anything once the two lines of javascript is done from our dashboard you can configure it and all of a sudden everybody is getting this personalized series of messages based on what they did and that's just you know increasing the roi tremendously for all these bloggers so obviously
0: as a blogger i've got more than a think about 300 and odd, what I would call good articles based around SEO and digital marketing. Um, You know, it's obviously some of those older articles um, are still very popular. Within your automation, is there a way to automate where people can be sent just randomly SEO articles? Is that how it works? Or does it always have to be something that's newly published?
1: Yeah. So I, you can send old articles as well. Right. So one of the common drip people do is is a welcome trip also, which is like I, you just subscribe to my site. I'll send you three articles as a welcome. And they send the most popular, which are like, you know, the cornerstone of your site. And so that's just you can absolutely do. It's not only recent ones. And this becomes a great way of, you know, increasing engagement on those pages. You know, yes. because people are, and and then they kind of become more sticky, loyal subscriber. Because what has happened, if you think about it, is they came to your site maybe based on a search result and they read an article. Maybe that was good article, but that's not the best that you ever produced. Yes. Now you made them a subscriber, and all of a sudden, the first article is the best that you ever written on your site, and you know that, and you send that, and all of a sudden now they became a loyal user, and then you send another one, which is the second best. And so what people do in the welcome drip is. Put their one or two or three articles, which are the best they've ever produced, and that makes them a loyal reader. And that's just a, a great technique. I mean, we have seen for bloggers work out.
0: Yeah, no, I think um, it's obviously something I wasn't aware of because when I've got the plugin and stuff installed in my website, I've got the box where I can, you know, either push out, and it's always new articles I can, sure. uh, I can send out through pushment. Sure. But I wasn't aware if I had to go through old articles, republish and tick that box. Uh, yeah.
1: so, so what you have is what we call as a simple uh, automated install in the WordPress. There is another uh, place where you can go to which is our dashboard. If you open our tool in mm-hmm. entirety, if you come to pushengage.com and log in, you will see our breadth of stuff so what we encourage is if you're a blogger who doesn't have the time the method that you use that is perfect which is like inside the dashboard nothing to do single checkbox, right and so that's work great but for the remaining stuff which i'm talking about all this automation you can come to our dashboard configure it and you can send any i mean just like you do to any email marketing tool yeah and you will pleasantly surprise that Uh, I mean, we have a ton of automation there. And again, that automation is a thing that makes it so powerful. And once you set it up, that's it. I mean, you don't have to log in too often and it just keeps on working for you, so.
0: Yeah, that's what we like, though. Automation, make sure that your tool is continuing to promote the next that we've got out there. And I think, you know, for... You know SEO reasons and everything. Just getting that click through rate and everything is obviously going to help. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, your SEO in general, anyway. So I don't know why people, as I say, I, I kick myself all the time <laughs> for ignoring it. Um. But one thing I did want to to ask you, Ravi, um, was obviously people, you know, sign up. Um, you know, w- when they go onto your website, it comes up saying, do you, do you want to allow push notifications? Is there any other kind of ways where I can drive more people to to subscribe?
1: Yeah, and that's a great question. So there is a lot of, uh, science and art behind I, I will not say science uh, sorry a lot of numbers or um, analytics and optimization you can do to what we call as subscription rates what you're talking about is how should I gather subscribers should I show the pop up right away and should I have a multi-step opt-in or should I have a single step and there is a ton of stuff that you can do there number one the first answer is absolutely you can have multiple ways to collect subscriber one is just when they land the other could be on a button click or when they read the article at the bottom of the page. Many elements are there in the tool. The second uh, most important point is that we have this analytics, which gives you the true subscription rate, which means how many times did I show the pop-up for web push uh, subscription, and how many people allowed and uh denied and using that along with the settings we have like how many seconds later should you open it should you open on a scroll you can do many experiments in our tool and arrive at what optimizes for your subscription rate and so that's like uh the thing i was going to say so the two parts of your answer one is Absolutely, apart from the page load, when people land, you can do button and other elements. But the second part is, you can keep on optimizing the subscription rate using these analytics. Uh, So I I think uh, maybe, Craig, we should uh, go on a deep dive demo call (laughs) uh, like we do for any enterprise customer. Then you'll try to see some of the analytics and some of the stuff we have.
0: It's just amazing. You will probably tell me. but I, I literally have it pop up straight away when people hit the website. Um, and that's it. That is it. Um, so that's absolute garbage from me, um, which I will I'm definitely, I'm going to reach out to your team and do a demo call because whilst we're in this coronavirus situation, um, I want to make sure that I knuckle down and, and sort all of these things out. Um, because I'm the type of guy who thinks that pushing engage is a great idea, and I I, I I subscribe to it, and I install it on the website, and then I kind of forget about it. Um, and I'm sure you must get that all the time. Uh, yeah. And, and just utilise it for probably 2% of its capacity. Um, and although, as I say, I can see positive and, and you know, a definite good click-through rate i'm only using it you know to the very bare basics i've got no automation i've got no segmentation no nothing there's no optimization whatsoever um on the um or, you know on what i've got and you know what what really um i'm trying to do with everything that i'm doing you know whether it be podcasts or whatever it's obviously just to drive traffic to my website um you know, get people onto the website and, you know, even when I do a podcast like this, I'll do a blog post about it as well, which will obviously turn into a kind of push notification blog post. And you're going to be on there and we're going to be talking about push engage. Um, But it's all with a view to driving traffic back to my website. And I'm not taking advantage of that in terms of, you know, the technology and everything else that's out there. I still do a lot of email marketing, which is a pain in the backside. So, you know, doing this and automating it and um, i really do feel like kicking myself and um, for not taking it um, yeah,
1: and i have two things to add i was going to say as many clicks you drive from email you should be able to drive that many clicks through web push very quickly that's one benchmark for you the second i think you alluded to a very good point i didn't touch on early is like the cost of retargeting is very high and we have done a study saying if you're a retargeting click is like 50 cents or 50 pence over here it's like 0.002 pence or something right so so you absolutely a must increase the clicks also use it in the retargeting and when i say the word retargeting what we mean is we know what the user did on the site assuming you want to capture that intent and then based on that center to totally personalized and uh, a notification which could say, hey, Craig, I know you read this article on SEO and then something like that. So it's just a super personal and, and contextual uh, that just drives the phenomenal. I mean, the click through you're seeing is like for a regular blast. When you see those personalized ones, they just off the roof is what I was going to say. And that's just uh, you know. And I, we would love you to. And slowly this happens. We have seen over time customers first gather subscribers, then we start adding. So it's not. I mean, you you can be kind on yourself. It's okay, and uh, we'll help you <laughs> start using it more. But uh, it's it, great. So. Yeah. It's
0: just the frustrating – well, it's not frustrating for me because I know it's going to take time to build up the subscribers. But, like, for example, yesterday I gave away a free online SEO course and I've had 3,000 people sign up to it. Now, Uh what what the job next – And this is done on a different platform called Thinkific, which is obviously an e-learning platform. But then obviously what I want to do is somehow – market these people via email, get them onto the website, and then sign up to my push notifications. So I'm doing half of the job and just not fulfilling it all to the the best of my ability. But for someone like me, um, you know, who is quite easy, I I find it quite easy to get people to sign up to things. Um, You know, is, is there a way through email marketing that I could launch something um, you know, ping because I use active campaign for email marketing, you know, launch that out to the masses and somehow generate a ton of subscribers. You know, what, sure. what so, you do?
1: So, yeah, so there could be two ways of doing this. One could be you do an active campaign campaign and send out an email and they land on a page where they can subscribe. Uh, or or they li- uh, click on a link that lands them to subscribe. And that's possible where you can cross promote. But I was going to also say the, the beauty of Web Push is not only looking at the subscribers which you already have through email, but the beauty is that. Today, what I want to share one more thing is that we see between 15 to 20 percent subscription rate if optimized correctly, mm-hmm. and email subscription rates for any campaigns are three to five percent. So all of a sudden, you have this gap of 10 to 15 percent extra subscribers that are only in web push. So you, this is the big piece is what I'm going to say. If optimized well, then you can get those anonymous users who are not even dropping their emails. And that's the power. The other thing I was going to say, I'm very tempted to say, given you talked about the e-learning, e-learning is doing phenomenal. Uh, You know, doing the free course is like a great, you know, magnet. And then people make them subscribers and then slowly uh, selling them information products. Uh, I mean, this is just uh, like a sweet spot in terms of uh, things that we see people do. and, And this can work well. So, so apart from, let's say you're having 3,000 people sign up in email, you could have maybe another 5,000 in web push and collectively, you know, you could uh, start seeing uh, better results overall.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I want to do is just funnel them all into web push where they can um, and utilize that a lot better. Um, but <coughs> on a demo call, um, you know, is that something you do for everyone? Yeah,
1: so I was going to say, yeah, for the demo call, we do for all enterprise and all premium. And I mean, it's just, uh, if you just reached out and said, hey, I I love a demo. See, we are marketers. We love to actually make marketing campaigns. I must add another, like a quick pitch for my team. The lot of people who come on the demo are actually both marketers and technology folks. So they can help you with the install and the configuration as well as the campaigns. And the other part is given that each of us would have seen hundreds of sites, and the moment you said, hey, this is e-learning course, we'll tell you, you know, what we know is working well for that industry, and quickly, you know, you can just go live in an automated manner. I mean, I think the the big thing for us is automation, so it's super easy. Once you're live, you don't have to do much. Your time is saved, and then uh, just, you know, uh, you can see this, and then some optimization that you can work on all the time,
0: so. Perfect, perfect, so that's I'm definitely. I'm going to reach out to your team today and get this sorted once and for all. Because um, having spoke to you, um, yeah, it's something I just need to do a lot more of. And people have actually um, been pushing me to to do more on that side. It's just laziness on my part and and you know lack of uh, understanding of the you know what exactly you can do with it. Um, but yeah, it's certainly a good thing. But other than other than pushing Gage Ravi, um, you obviously come from you know uh, you know a couple of different backgrounds. But prior to coming on here, you mentioned you were a a marketer yourself, and obviously thoroughly enjoy um, this type of business. Um, you know, obviously coming from venture capitalists and everything, you know, you could have you know probably made a lot more money doing that. So, what is it that you know, really attach you to marketing?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a great question. So I would say uh, I have seen people who actually become an entrepreneur, then do some angel investing and then do venture capital. Uh, I have done my career in reverse. Uh, I have moved from very high paying jobs to low and no paying jobs, just following my heart. So when I was in Wall Street covering stocks, you know, as an equity analyst, I used to cover stocks uh, for my living. You know, those guys who talk about stock prediction and I did well for a few years. That's pretty lucrative career. Then moved to venture where build companies, we sold companies, then also got a chance to run that. Uh, And I've been kind of moving, but it's been just following my passion. And it's just, when I got into the venture capital, there was this special scenario. They said, hey, there is this company this online division needs some help do you want to go in and just consult and help them and that's how i got introduced to marketing and i just felt you know that's so natural it's a lot of numbers and it's a lot of stuff that i understand very well i mean and my technology background helped me because a lot of the marketing is numbers plus technology and some you know understanding of user uh, behavior and that just helped me Uh, do that well and so when I came I was just naturally like inclined to build marketing companies and the first one I think I told you was build a coupon site which we still run at its peak we were among the top coupon sites in in India and a couple of geos and that got me to learn a lot of the stuff around PPC SEO anything I mean those fundamentals and just uh, I mean those are like the uh, things that I enjoy the most and uh, and yeah so I mean so I've been a marketer ever since you know that's my story.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 it really is. You know, go, going from a lucrative job to a non-paying job when you're starting up a, a new business is uh, an obscene, crazy angle into this industry. We normally go from being poor, uh, you know, just poor. Full stop. So <laughs> clearly, your passion um, is is something that's obviously stood you in good stead going forward um so is there anything in the future Ravi that you're doing obviously what what I love about guys like yourself who's got a marketing background who then also has you know the technology you know brain because I'm not I'm not um technical enough to be able to build something like pushing gauge um you know that's something I lack um but obviously get super smart guys like you are always thinking ahead of the curve what's next what's coming out is there anything coming out in, in the future with you, if you get your eyes on any other projects that you're allowed sure. to? Sure.
1: So I think we have a couple of things we have been looking at. See, what we realize is people are going to move to more personalization. And we have been building more uh, platform where uh, for e-commerce and some of those publishers where we can integrate a lot more customer data. And we can do not only web push, but maybe more channels. So, so you become like the single stop shop for a marketer now through for for them i'm able to let's say do not only web push maybe sms maybe email and through partnerships through integration so we want to be that single place where we get gathered your data for your customers and run personalized campaigns so that's one thing that we are working on you will also see some new product releases around you know how do you use pop-ups on your site when users come to convert them into leads you know just like you are capturing leads and and we think we have better understanding uh so those are the immediate but i give both a longer term view like one of the big pain points i feel for marketers is is like doing holistic marketing end-to-end. Data is in each of these tools and each data set is different. So can I make it so simple that single place of truth, single place of data and from that drive all the channels? That will be a holy grail and not for enterprises. Everybody does it for enterprises. We'll do for them as well, but for smaller businesses too, because they don't have too much time, but they, they are able to leverage it in a super easy way. So it shouldn't be complex integration. So that's kind of, like our supervision, we're trying to work towards. Uh, <laughs> let's see, let's see how we can make it happen one step at a time. But again, we are bootstrapped and doing reasonably fine. Again, I know coronavirus is here, so we are also trying to figure this out. But in general, as long as we think there is ROI, we're going to be fine. And we're just trying to make it easy for a marketer at a small or a medium-sized business to use us without having to, you know. Uh, spend a ton of time integrating and and in a personalized manner. That's what we want to do for a marketer. Yeah,
0: interesting. I will follow that um, and make sure that I keep hanging around um, with smart guys like you who can obviously help me automate and do things in the future. One last question, Ravi, and then I will let you go. You've mentioned text message marketing and various other um, you know, good ways of getting to f- to people. Um, I had a guest on the podcast just last week, and he was talking about voice message marketing. Is that something you've ever tried or considered? I was I've never really heard of anyone doing it before, and I was like, hmm, voice drops. Um, you know, just trying to to market people. Just curious to know your thoughts on that. If it worked, or is it is there something? Yeah,
1: no, that sounds pretty interesting. I mean, I think it could be an interesting new way uh, we, because you're sending a personalized message, it's a voice message. And I mean, I would take it to next level, maybe a video message drop. Uh, mm. so, I mean, I, I think there is a lot of innovation that can happen if, you know, I could drop a, me- a video, which is 10 seconds to you and you click and you watch it. It's like a, maybe like an ad or something. I don't know. I mean, that could be huge. I mean, j- and voice is just the first step to it. I think it could work well. Yeah. I mean, be surprised. So because just over a text message, who wants to read nowadays? It's like podcast, right? Nobody wants to read. I mean, people will still read, but fewer of them. So from reading, they're moving to listening. So same way, a text message is moving to voice, and I'm saying the next one is video. So.
0: Video. Yeah. Interesting. That's my.
1: That's my idea for your uh, the previous guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, as an entrepreneur, we get tons of ideas. So this, I mean, I don't know how it'll be, but I think the voice one seems pretty interesting. Is what I'm say. Yeah,
0: no, it's something I'm definitely going to have to look into more and explore. But sadly, Ravi, we are out of time. I do want to thank you very much for coming on and sharing uh, tips and stuff like that about push engage. Um, and obviously um, it would be amazing to have you on in the future when you're releasing other things and we can discuss you know, the the additional elements to push engage. Um, so it'd be amazing to obviously keep in touch and, and keep on top of everything that you're doing uh, and utilizing it for myself and obviously everyone listening. Sure.
1: Um, so, so I was gonna say thank you, Craig. And I want to uh, give an offer to any of the viewer who's on this podcast or l- seeing this video. Uh, we'll be releasing a coupon code specifically for all of you, which will give you a discount if you listen to this and sign up for our site. So that'll be in the comments, but uh, uh, again, I encourage everybody to try and we are also marketers right there. So take our help in building campaigns and uh, get more traffic and revenue for yourself.
0: Definitely. Thank you very much, Ravi. It's been a pleasure.